Sony. Good evening, Canada. Tony here. Today's date is November 4th, 2020. What a beautiful day it has been on the prairies here. Typically, there's a there's snow on the ground already, but today there was none, and it was 15 above. So fantastic day to be on the prairies. What's not so fantastic is what I'm going to talk about today. But before I get into that, Lewis did a rant just a couple of days ago, and it was titled Death All Around Us. I really recommend, if you have not listened to that yet, please uh, download it and tune in. It was actually very good and sort of expresses what he and I have been talking about for months now. And finally, the media is finally catching up. So uh, please do tune that one in. But since you're with me right now, let's talk a little bit about Peter McKay. Now, he's kind of been off the radar for a little while. Who's Peter McKay? Well, in case uh, any of you have forgotten who Peter McKay is, he ran for the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada and was all along the frontrunner expected to become the next leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. However, he... Um, was unsuccessful. He lost to Aaron O'Toole. Now, back in February, Mr. McKay had told Vashi Capellos on Power and Politics that regardless of the result, whether he was to win or lose, he was committed to running in Central Nova in Nova Scotia, his old riding, which he represented for 18 years as a member of Parliament, and he was going to run. And fast forward through I mean, bear in mind, February was just before the pandemic was declared to be the disaster that it was declared to be. And I'm going to leave that right there because I have different rants about that whole thing. But anyway, so Mr. McKay was unsuccessful in his bid to become leadership leader. Sorry. Now, Lewis and I had talked about in prior episodes that Mr. McKay had built up quite a large leadership debt and to the tune of $1 million. And that's where the debt was as of September, was $1 million. And we discussed that Kevin O'Leary had a really hard time repaying his leadership debt when he ran for the Conservative Party leadership in 2017. And there's some very strict rules on paying off your, your debts when running for leadership. The... Canadian government actually takes that very seriously. So, I mean, if you don't win, you really got to... Well, I mean, even if you do win, but I'm just saying, if you don't win the leadership, then you've really got an uphill battle to climb. And I think Mr. McKay just decided that perhaps he... I'm not sure if he wasn't interested or if he just assumed he would become leader and now has decided that maybe it's not going to be so much fun being in, in politics again if he's not the leader. Honestly, I don't know what is in his head, but I do know he has a $1 million debt to pay off. And I guess were he to get elected, the you know backbench MP salary, which is still 175000 a year, but it may be a little bit tough to start to try to pay off a million dollars in debt if you're a backbench MP with the opposition. So I kind of get that, if if that's indeed what his rationale is. Of course, what he is, has said is, 
you know, wanting to spend more time with his family and stuff. And every politician says that. Like when they retire, they always tend to say that, oh, it's time to spend more time with family. So really that's become cliche at this point in time. And it's a little different for Mr. McKay, and I get it. I mean, he's got a young family. I realize he's 51 years old or 52, but he's started having kids a little bit later in life. So he has young children. So I, I would actually be willing to give him a pass if that was indeed the excuse that he used. And, but I want to just approach this from two different angles as far as his campaign debt is concerned. So one, if he was to stay on with the party and decide to become an MP, he would probably have a lot more friends in the party who might be willing to help him out than fundraise a bit for that debt. And what if something happened and Aaron O'Toole made a major blunder and needed some good deputy to step in and take over? Well, Mr. McKay would be right there for that. And were he to become leader or a deputy leader, he would have some very good friends who would help him fundraise and pay off that debt. Going back to practicing law on his own, not being a part of the, the the caucus, he won't have all those friends. So now he's going to have to pay off all that debt, well, essentially on his own. That's not going to be very easy to do because I'm sure he was a very successful lawyer, but a million dollars is an awful lot of money to pay off. So the campaign debt aside, I'm going to go at what I think is the real reason that Mr. McKay is choosing not to run again or as an MP or choosing not to re-enter politics to become an MP, I should say, because he's uh, been out of the game for a little while. And that is just that he's not going to be a good conservative soldier. Mr. McKay decided, I think, that if he couldn't be a leader, that perhaps he just didn't have a place in that party anymore. And that says a lot about his ego in a very negative way. And there was somebody on Power and Politics commenting that, well, perhaps that, you know, Mr. McKay represented the the last bastion of the old progressive conservatives in the Conservative Party of Canada. Now, I don't know if I would go that far. I mean, he certainly would be one of the, the last, say, Atlantic con- progressive conservatives still left in the party, at least of any prominence. But I would not go so far as to say he was the last of the progressive conservatives because that just uh, you know sort of insinuates that there has been a takeover of the of that wing of the party and that simply hasn't happened because I think Aaron O'Toole is also a progressive conservative who just decided for this leadership campaign that he would pretend he was a true blue social conservative until he actually became leader or was close to the vote then he backed away from that so Aaron O'Toole, opportunist, absolutely. Um, Peter McKay, not the last progressive conservative. So why is Mr. McKay not going to re-enter politics? Very simple. Because he lost the leadership. I think that Peter McKay, it's all about his ego. And I think that if he couldn't be the leader and he would have to become an MP on the back benches in opposition after being a deputy prime minister, a finance minister, on the government side, a founding member of a brand new conservative movement. There's a lot of prestige in all of that. And 
sorry, a lot of respect to all you folks who are in Ottawa right now. There's very little prestige to being a backbench MP with no portfolio and no fancy title. So really what I think was is the decision is not about family, if that's what he chooses to come out and say. The decision is not really about anything but Peter McKay and Peter McKay's ego. Peter McKay is simply just not the loyal conservative soldier and he's decided that he couldn't win the big prize so he's just picking up his marbles and going home. I have a big problem with that and that's why I've titled this rant Peter McKay is not okay because that just proves that he has no loyalty to conservatism or the conservative party but a lot of loyalty to himself. Tony.